Hey, hello everyone. Welcome to Summit Church. I am back after taking a month off. Uh, started the year in 2023, January through May, teaching on the parables of Jesus. Five months on the parables. You know, that's a, really good. Uh, well, thank you. Really good. Did I tell you to say that? Or? No, of course not. <laughs> but uh, that's a long time to teach on, on one subject, but it's very worthwhile. Learned a lot of things from the Lord Jesus Christ through his parables. Then I took the month of June off, and now I'm back, and I have a special guest with me. If you haven't guessed by it's now, me. it's my—it's none other than my wife, Diane. And how are you doing? I'm doing good. Oh, you look so pretty. Thank you. As usual, you look very handsome. Well, thank you. Did I tell you to say that? Of course oh, okay. not. <laughs> but I have asked her to join me here on Sunday mornings for the next several weeks. I don't know how many weeks. It's not going to be five months like the parables. I no. know that. But <laughs> you think you could hold that that long. But the next several weeks, uh, and what we're going to be talking about, actually we're titling this, this series for the next several weeks, We Have Marriage Problems. Now... Do we have marriage problems? No. Now, well, we really don't have marriage problems, but we're titling it, it, it that, or this series, We Have Marriage Problems, uh, because, uh, you know, a lot of couples do. A lot of couples do. And everybody has marriage problems at some time, things yeah. that they have to work through and deal with. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And we have had marriage problems over mm-hmm. the years, and any couple that tells you that they don't have marriage problems or they've never had marriage problems... Uh, they're they're either lying to you, probably lying mm-hmm. to you, or they're an ex- just a, a, a unbelievable exception because every couple that we have ever seen mm-hmm. has had marriage uh, difficulties. You and I have had them, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, we, we every couple has, and so we we've titled it "We Have Marriage Problems" because we thought that uh, you know. If nothing else, it might get somebody's attention that's having marriage problems, and they'll uh, they'll they'll tune in to to listen. Um, um, also, too, it's possible that people will see that and think we're having marriage problems, and they're nosy and want to tune in to see what the problems what the are. Problem is. Yeah, but so anyway, so we have marriage problems is is the title of this series, and and again, we're not we're not getting a divorce or anything, are we? No, no, okay, no. I just want to be sure. But so we're, we're we're not having problems, but everybody every couple has had problems, and we have had our share of them. And the key to, I think, a successful marriage is being able to work through those problems yes. mm-hmm. successfully. And that is, you know, we, you and I have been married, married 34 years. 34 years. We just celebrated our 34th wedding anniversary, mm-hmm. and it has been 34 wonderful years. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have made life uh, for me uh, like heaven on earth. Oh, thank you really you. have. It, mm-hmm. You've made it wonderful. And, and you've been an excellent husband. Well, well thank you. Well, thank you. And so I think we have a, a very good, sound, solid marriage. But as we've already said, we have had some difficulties here and there like any couple. Mm-hmm. And uh, but, but the key, as I said, to success is learning how to work through those uh, problems. So, Correct. Uh, so with that being said, um, the title, We're Having Marriage Problems. And we're gonna, what we're going to do is we're going to look at successful marriages A to Z. Mm-hmm. Successful marriages A to Z. And what we're going to do is, is we're going to go through the alphabet A to Z and we're going to like start with A. That's a good, that's a good place to start A. 
and we're going to take uh, words, some words that start with A and see how we can talk about those words as they would apply to a successful marriage. And we're going to go through the whole alphabet. It won't take us five months. I don't know that we'll get every letter in because some of the letters, it's hard, but like X, like X or whatever, some of those are hard uh, uh, to come up with a word, but we'll do our best. And so Diane is going to help me, mm-hmm. and you just, uh, you're actually going to kind of lead us through the notes, and I'm going to kind of chime in, and we're going to go back and forth and talk, and, and we really don't have, we have notes, but really not official notes. We're just going to kind of ad-lib and talk from our heart and just see what, how the Holy Spirit leads. And we trust that if you're out there and you're having marriage problems, that if you'll stick with us and listen over the next several weeks, that, that you'll be able to learn how to work through any difficulties you're having in your marriage, mm-hmm. even if it's at the point of divorce. And, and, and you know, things can be turned around. Mm-hmm. Thing, can. Things can be turned around. But one thing that, that we have learned as we have counseled so many couples over, over almost 30 years is that, you know, we've had couples come into our office having problems and we tell them, you know, what they need to do. Mm-hmm. And that's not the issue of them knowing what to do. Right. It's them doing it. Right. It's them doing it. And so many couples just don't do what they need to do to work through the problems. You know, they'll sit there and shake their head and they acknowledge and they realize what they need to do, but it's actually doing it. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's the biggest reason that marriages fall apart is because people, you know, ultimately they come for counseling, they know what to do, but they just don't put it into practice. So if you're out there struggling, listen to what we have to say. It's going to be uh, very biblically based and, um, and just, you know, you can take the Bible and common sense and go a long way down the road. So that's what we're going to be sharing with you and and drawing from our 34 years of of experience in in marriage and in ministry. And and did I say 34 years of marriage Marriage. and 27 or more years in in ministry. And I think we have some things that can help people. So with that being said, I've talked enough. I I need a break. Why don't you talk for a moment and get us going here and then we'll just see how it goes. Well, a lot of times we think, you know, we're going to get married and live happily ever after. We're deeply in love. We get married and, and everything should kind of take care of itself because of the romance and because we're in love. But a good marriage takes work every single day, every single week, every single month, and every single year. And what happens a lot of times is people get to a place five or 10 or 20 years down the road where they haven't done that work every single day and they end up almost in a place that they can't be reconciled because there's so much, uh, so much hurt and anger and, and bad history because they didn't do the work every day. So it's really, really important. And in getting married, you're uh, joining and melding two people with completely different personalities, traits, quirks, upbringings, and, and priorities. And that takes a lot of skill to meld those two things together. <clears throat> You know, and and it's really hard. It's hard to do. Uh, Good, strong marriages are the foundation of a happy family and increase the possibility or the probability of emotionally healthy children uh, who can have their own success in happy marriages when they become adults. But uh, unhappy marriages um, 
and sub subsequent divorces destroy families and they destroy children and they tear apart relationships with the whole extended family. The effect that uh, a broken marriage or a bad marriage has on children is enormous, even for grown children and grandchildren. And it can also have really profound uh, uh, consequences on, on a person's finances. So it's it would really behoove all of us to work on the marriage that we have, the, the one that we fell in love with, the one that we committed to, to make that marriage work. And can I say that, you know, we've seen so many couples that, you know, they've, they've had marriage problems, it's gone on a long time, and um, they wind up in our office and, and they, you know, they look at someone else, they, you know, they look at somebody else. And whether it's the woman looking at another man or the man looking at another woman and they think, oh, if I was just married to them, everything would be so much better. Mm -hmm. But I've never seen one yet where that was the case. No. Because when you see that person that you think would be so wonderful, mm -hmm. you don't have to live with them. Right. And it's not until you have to live with somebody for an extended period of time that you really find out what they're like. Right. And, and that person... That, and let me just tell you, if you're out there and you think there's somebody else that would just, just float your boat and make you so happy opposed or apart from your spouse, you think that there's that magical person there, that doesn't exist. Right. And if you get over with them, you're going to have, after the honeymoon wears off, you're going to have the same kinds of problems. Just, just take it from me. It's the truth. In a marriage, you know, being married really reveals what kind of person you are, what how you're made up. And it shows how what kind of a person your spouse is, whether they they have uh, good qualities or bad qualities. It uh, marriage really reveals uh, your depth of character. Absolutely, absolutely. So, did you know that the Bible kind of begins and ends with a marriage? In the beginning, there's Adam and Eve, and at the end, there's the marriage supper of the Lamb. So, marriage is a really important thing to God. Yeah, that's true. You know, I knew that, but I never really thought about that. Mm -hmm. But when I saw that, you put that in the notes. That's, that's really cool. Yeah, Adam and Eve, to start the Bible, mm -hmm. and the marriage supper of the Lamb, that's Jesus and the body of Christ, his, his mm -hmm. bride, you know, the believers. And Jesus uses marriage as an example of his relationship. We're, we're getting a phone call, but we're, we don't want to do this all over. So just keep, just, we'll get to him later. Keep on going. By the way, uh, you, mentioned er, you mentioned earlier that I had some, uh, you didn't say I had quirks. You talked about quirks. Do I have any quirks? We all have quirks. Do I have any? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I keep telling you for every one quirk you have, I've got 10 or more. And mine are far more savage and terrifying. Absolutely. All right. So anyway, go ahead. Jesus also uses marriage as an example of his relationship with the church. Mm -hmm. So marriage is very, very important. And our wedding vows really, really matter. It's a covenant that we make with our spouse to love them, to cherish them, and support them. You know, let me say this, I don't think we have it in the notes here, but, you know, G, uh, well, the apostle Paul, I believe it, I believe it was said that, and, and this is really a key to, to a successful marriage is if you could get a, a married couple where the husband loves his wife, the way Jesus loves the church, and you could get a wife that honors her husband and, and truly, truly 
is biblically submissive or honoring to him, if you can get both those going, where he lo- the, the husband loves the wife as Jesus loved the church, and she honors him and, 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 and shows deference to him. Boy, I tell you what, uh, I hope that's a good word, deference. Mm-hmm. Is that good? Okay. But, but if you can get that, you've really got you a good marriage. Right. Absolutely. That's good. Um, more, marriage is more than just a ring on your finger. It's a bond between two people that should grow over time and add value to your life. Mm. Um, just kind of a, a story or a humorous story, but a sad story, but a, a story of someone who really values their commitment and the, their covenant that they made. Uh, someone, uh, I ran into someone the other day that uh, they just kind of came in the room kind of huffy and kind of exasperated. And I said, what's wrong? And he, and the person said, well, I'm just so upset. I'm so tired of it. And I said, well, what's going on? And they said, my spouse, they just complain. It's all these years they complain about me. They complain about what I say, what I do, what I eat, what I wear. And, and this person said, I'm just so tired of it. And, but then they said, but I'm going to stay married because I'm honoring my marriage commitment that is important to me. And I thought that was an outstanding statement, a statement of true character that that person, no matter what, they were going to keep their covenant that they had made with that person to stay married. And I thought that was really, really good. You know, um, that I was there when that happened and it, it did show the character of that person. And uh, he was going to be true to his marriage vows no matter what. But it also just... Re-emphasize to me what we've seen over the years too is I would have never known that that individual was having marriage issues. Mm -hmm. That him and his wife, I would have never known it. They'd been married for you know longer longer than us, Mm -hmm. and I and we've known them all these years. And I would have never known that they were having marriage issues. Uh, It's something, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And I, I have to say this. Uh, I got a call one time, and it was a couple. They had been married about that same length of time. I never would have known that they were having marriage mm-hmm. issues ever. And the phone call comes in. I answer, I answer, I shouldn't chuckle, but I answered the phone, and 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 he said, I left. I left. And he called his wife's name. He said, I left her. And and I said, excuse me. He said, I left her. And, 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 and I said, well, where, where is she, Diane? And I'll go pick her up. You know, I mean, I mean, I, you know, I, he was, he was trying to tell me that he had left her maritally. Mm-hmm. He was leaving her, but I thought they had such a good marriage mm-hmm. that I thought that, you know, he had left her, you know, over at the store and we mm-hmm. needed to go pick her up. I mean, it's kind of funny <laughs> if you think about it, but, but, and that's what we, we, we've seen over the many years is that a, a, a couple can look so, pristine and wonderful, you know, but a lot of times it isn't that way. And I can think back into my childhood of a couple of couples that I knew that actually I looked up to and I, I was looking at their marriages and I thought, wow, what wonderful marriages. And, uh, and, and, and next thing you know, they're getting a divorce. Mm-hmm. So anyway, and that's a really, really good lesson. If you're having marriage problems yourself and you look at other couples and you think, oh, I wish my marriage was like theirs. Mm-hmm. I wish my husband was like him or my wife was like her. You haven't lived with him and you don't know what they're going through and you don't know, you see the uh, 
good traits that that person has, but you don't see the bad traits a lot of times until you live with there's, them. It, there's, yeah, there's like that uh, Clint Eastwood movie, the good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> and, and, and when I go to people, before they get married, and there are after they get married and there's that honeymoon, that's the good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but after, you, after that honeymoon wears off comes the bad and the ugly. Right. And, 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 you know, the things that come up in a marriage... And I'm not talking about ugly physical appearance. I'm talking about, uh, you know. Moodiness or anger, unforgiveness, resentment. Yes. And it's how. Holding grudges. Right. And it's how you work through those things, as we said earlier, that will determine whether or not your marriage is going to be successful. Yes. Yeah. But but just because you think somebody looks so wonderful, you got to live with them. And and just, hey, stay with the one you're with. Unless, unless he, he is physically, there's physical abuse or something like that. We understand that. And we're going to cover that later. We'll cover that later. But, but apart from that, you know, uh, you know, work with the one you're with because yes. the next one is, is going to, <laughs> won't it, be a piece of cake. No, <laughs> no. So anyway, let's go on. Okay. So, um, good marriages don't just happen. They mm. take personal skill and character. To mm-hmm. make them happen, so we're going to do, start now. Successful marriages A to Z. Yeah, we had to work on our marriage. Too. Absolutely, every day we make we take day. steps well, to treasure each other, to value each other, absolutely to build our marriage. I think you have foundation. to work every day. <laughs> I only have to work maybe <laughs> once a month. <laughs> she really is a great wife, but I'm a little more challenging. A few more of those savage and terrifying quirks. But anyway, where are we at? Let's go so, on. Here. Um, and you find with people, some people uh, just do not understand or, or have any kind of basic knowledge of communication skills and personality skills to make uh, a, a relationship work. And they just need to learn those. Yeah. And sometimes that takes time. It might take weeks or months or it might take years to develop those skills. Yeah. And um, others really do know what they should do, but just don't do it. In James 1, it says, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. So if you know what to do, you need to do it to make your marriage successful. Absolutely. So let's get started here uh, with the ABCs. Okay. And let's see how far we go. Let's start with A. Okay. And you can, can start and people see now what we're going to actually be doing with, with the alphabet. And we'll see how far we get before our time runs out. Okay. Well, A is obviously at the beginning. So it's good to start your marriage out right, to start it out properly. A good marriage will uh, need to start with your own personal relationship with God and being obedient to his word and listening to the Holy Spirit. You know, if we're listening to the word of God and we're actually doing it, we'll have important, very important qualities that are necessary for a successful marriage such as love and patience and forgiveness and all the all the uh, good things that are talked about in the Bible and personal relationships. If we follow the word of God and we listen to the Holy Spirit, those things will naturally flow out of us. Yes. Okay, go ahead. Keep going. Okay. You're doing so good. You keep going. <laughs> the next one is attitude. It's good to have a good attitude about your spouse. You know, husbands, you need to think the best about your wives. And wives, you need to think the best about your husbands. And it's a real temptation in people's minds to uh, to think poorly of them or to, you know, dwell on their faults or whatever, because that's where our natural mind goes. 
But if our mind is governed by the word of God, we're going to think the best and have a good attitude about our marriage and about our spouse. You know, and I, I might say here that I think it, it's incumbent upon each each spouse to do things to cause or to help cause their their when they're married to to have a good attitude That's about right. them. Um, I could think of a bunch of things, but one thing that that I would say is that uh, uh, you fix yourself up uh, just about every day. You put your makeup on, do your hair, and 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 you're always looking very beautiful. And and uh, I don't know that I always. I don't have any hair that much to fix, but but you you do that a far a whole lot more than I do, and I appreciate that because one thing that happens in marriages is that the the husband will go to work and see other women all dressed up and in their makeup and all. Now he doesn't see that those women when they're at home and they right. <laughs> they got their pajamas on <laughs> and they're not looking their so hair good. up on top of their head, right? No makeup and all of that. <laughs> but but then so he sees them at work or whatever looking, you know all put together and then he comes home and sees his wife and she's not, mm -hmm. you know, even though she can look very nice if she'd fix herself up and look very beautiful, even more beautiful than those ladies at work, but she doesn't do it. And, uh, and that can work on a, on, on a, on a person, on a man or whatever, and vice versa mm -hmm. on a woman. It works the same way both ways. But if, if a, a, a wife would keep herself fixed up, it would be easier for her husband to have a better attitude about her. Like we're talking about looks now, but it's not just that, it's attitude. And, you know, if he walks in the door and she's yelling and screaming at him, you know, and the, the ladies at work weren't, you know, maybe they weren't yelling at him at work because he'd the boss. Mm -hmm. I mean, now if he wasn't the boss, they'd, they'd be yelling at him maybe, you know. But but what I'm trying to say is that a spouse can do things in and of themselves to, to make it to help their spouse to have a better attitude towards them. absolutely right. And you've always done that. And so have you. Well, you've done it better than me, but, but it is important. So anyway, go ahead to the next one. Um, the next one is to be attentive, to yes. be attentive to your spouse. You know, it's really important to take an interest in the things that they're interested in, to uh, be attentive to their needs and their wants, their desires, to learn about them, to uh, let them know that you're interested in them, to uh, just, you know, I've learned about golf. I've learned about <laughs> tennis <laughs> because I, I try to be attentive to him. I, I learn what kind of food he likes, mm -hmm. um, what, you know, just all kinds of things about the way, way he is, what his personality is, to try to be attentive to him and to meet his needs uh, with that. And I, being attentive, just being aware, mm -hmm. having an awareness of your spouse, their feelings, what, what's going on on the inside of them, what they're thinking mm -hmm. about, um, just shows that you value them. Yes. Well, you get an A-plus in attentive. I mean, you really do. And uh, I appreciate you learning about golf and, learning <laughs> and tennis, things you have absolutely no interest in. But I in, know about a birdie and a bogey and par and... and uh, Double and fault. Double faults and... <laughs> all of that. Clay but, courts, grass courts. Yeah. yeah. But not, and I appreciate that. I really do. But in fairness to me, I've learned a lot about gardening. Yep. And and working in the yard and flowers and plants and uh, what to cut and what, what not to yeah, cut. Don't, don't, don't cut. Hey, fellas out there, if you're weed eating, you better if you have any questions about what you weed eat. If you're, is it a weed or is it a flower? Ask your wife. Because have I ever? 
<laughs> I've taken out some of your iris with the weed eater, and that wasn't a that's something. That wasn't we, a good day. <laughs> we had, that wasn't a good day. We had to work through that, didn't we? But uh, uh, but you have taken the time to, to to even though you have no interest in in some of the things I'm interested in, you've taken the time to be interested. Mm -hmm. And in fairness to me, I've done it to to some degree. You've done it to a greater mm -hmm. degree. If you haven't guessed by now, she's she's a lot easier to be married to than I am. Oh, but, you're wonderful. But but she uh, has done that, and you you attentive. You like the food you cook, and you make the the, the foods I like, and 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 you have you always prepare dinner. I appreciate that, and I really really do. You know, a lot of fellas, their wives don't make dinner for them, mm -hmm. but you do that. And in fairness to me. Who cleans the dishes, Diane? Most of the time, you do. Yeah, because I, growing up, I used to tell my mother, "I'm not doing, I'm not doing the dishes." <laughs> We've been married. You know, the Lord actually dealt with my heart, mm -hmm. and all the years ago, mm -hmm. if you're good enough to cook it, I ought to be good enough to clean it. And so, but so we work, we work that out. But I appreciate your attentiveness to me. I really, 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 really do. And and he is very attentive to me. He makes sure that even though I can put gas in my own vehicle, he always puts gas in the vehicle. Mm -hmm. You know, he's attentive to what temperature I like the house at. You know, how I'm. Are you comfortable, Diane? Are you comfortable? Does it feel right to you? Just all kinds of little things like that yeah. that show if you're attentive, it shows your your spouse that you value them. And it is work. It is work. It is work because you. Work. I'm sure there's times you don't feel like doing those things. Of course. You know, and same with me, but we, that's where marriage takes work. Right. And, but it, but pays rich dividends if you'll do it. And, okay. And then, okay. you know, we have, we have two more here. Why don't we try to, since the time has slipped away, why don't we finish the A's? Okay. And then we'll, we'll pick up with the B's next week. Okay. And, 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 uh, because we had the introduction, it took a little longer, but, uh, but two more, two more A's here is A, I, I kind of jokingly, we were talking about what, what letters we, what we we're going to like the A's, the B's, and what, what words we were going to use in A. And I said, well, A could stand for always right. <laughs> That's one thing you don't want to do. <laughs> always right. But we have seen this in, in uh, marriages where one of the, the, the uh, marriage partners, they really think they're always right. Yes. And, and all of us like to think that we're right. Well, and sure. that we're always right, but sure. that's not reality. And nobody wants to be wrong or, or, or be told they're wrong or, you know, but, but a lot of marriages just are not even close to what they could be because either the husband or the wife, one or the other, think they're always right. Right. And they just won't, they just won't give in on that. Yeah. And they're just, Stubborn. They, they're stubborn and prideful. They, absolutely, and they're right. No matter, they're just right. No matter what, they're right on everything, and they could never be wrong. And 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 boy, that has destroyed a lot of marriages. And and one thing I know is that I'm not always right. Right. And uh, <laughs> we, <laughs> right, we, right, right. <laughs> we just, but neither of us are always right. Right. And so, um, but, and this is a really hard thing uh, for people that have. Uh, Live single for a long time, and they're used to doing making all their own decisions. <laughs> just, just ignore it. Just ignore it. Just move right on. That was my cell phone that I forgot to mute, but we'll work through that. Oh, it's entertaining. Up. Go ahead. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, uh, well, about we were talking about right. being always right. What were you going to say? Well, anyway, whatever you were going to say. I've, we've seen a lot of marriages in dire straits because the husband or the wife thought oh, they were always I know always what I was saying. Right. I was talking about people that have lived single for a long oh, yeah, time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and they are 
they're used to making all their own decisions mm -hmm. by themselves without any help or without any mm -hmm. discussion or, or input from anybody else. Mm -hmm. And then when they get married, they're so used to doing things on their own that it's really hard for them to uh, adapt or change or, or, or morph into a team, yeah. you know, making decisions mm -hmm. and a team deciding things and thinking about things and weighing things out. And that can be a real hard transition for people. We had to deal with that when we got married because you had been single for a good while and, and just what you had said and you were making all the decisions. It and didn't whatnot. even, I was so right. used to making all the decisions, it didn't even occur to me, right. which sounds stupid. As I know people don't like that word. Okay, it sounds naive or sounds, I don't know what it sounds, ignorant. <laughs> but it... It, it just didn't ring a bell. The, you just didn't think about the it. The process that I should be taking, you know, when we make decisions that mm -hmm. it just not, I just don't automatically do things. And I had never really in my life had to make a lot of decisions because my mom is great mom. She, she did all that. And, uh, uh, we just came from two different worlds mm -hmm. and, and we had some conflict when we got married about decision making and we'll talk more about that in a future session but we had to get to a point where where I stepped up to the plate and was mm -hmm. able to make decisions right and and I got there mm -hmm. I, you know years ago I finally got there it took it took a couple of years but I got there and uh, and then and then you uh, realized that as the husband I needed to do that and, and we, we worked we we had a problem there and we worked through it mm -hmm. if we hadn't worked through that we might not be sitting here right now you know yes it, and that's that's just the um, marvel and the wonder of, of a marriage that you start out and you learn and you grow and you develop and you build a life together mm -hmm. I remember there was one lady uh, that we knew of who believed that her daughter shouldn't get married until a prospective husband had a house, had the house paid off, had a car, had his car paid off, had a car that he was going to give his fiance when they got married, and had no student loans, and da-da-da-da-da. And I said, well, you're looking for a 60 or 50 or 60-year-old man for your 20-year-old daughter. Yeah. You know, what? what about you know, building a life from the start together yeah. and uh, the wonder and the beauty of that and the history of that, that you're able to experience as time goes on. Yeah, absolutely. And you and I didn't have a whole lot when we got married, but we worked together and we built a life. Yes, we did. And, uh, it, you know, it's, it's nice for a parent to want that for their child, but it's just not realistic. Right in many cases, but that's a whole nother story for a whole nother day. <laughs> but, uh, but again, you didn't think you were always right. In, in that you had to make all the decisions mm -hmm. and, and, and that's good. And so, you know, if you're out there and you're listening to this, you're having marriage problems, you might look to see if, if, cause you see a lot of times couples, they think their spouse is the problem. Yeah. Yeah. And when you get right down to it, they're the problem. Right. Or at least half of it. At, at, right. And yes. And you can't change your spouse. Mm -hmm. You can only change yourself. Yeah. And boy, I mean, those are some very good words. Let's close with this. And, and we're not going to get all the A's that we could get, but we're Absolutely. just, we're just getting some things, but arguing. <laughs> <laughs> argue. Couples argue. Now you may not see them because argue because they, most of them do it behind closed doors, but 
all couples have argued, and I think anyone that any couple says that they haven't, I don't. They're not being truthful, or they're right. the exception. Right. But uh, but we have argued, mm-hmm. and we've had some humdingers, mm-hmm. and I've been the cause of about ninety. What would you say? Probably about ninety-eight percent of them. I've been the cause of it. But. Uh, uh, I'm about 98%. That's good. And you've been to cause maybe only 2% of the time, but we've had some humdinger arguments. He's very gracious, by and, the way. <laughs> and, and, you know, we have had to learn how to argue. Mm-hmm. And I, when I grew up, I was taught to argue mean. <laughs> Can you say amen? Yes. <laughs> and I was. I just taught because not my, not my mother, but some other people I was around, they taught me how to argue and argue to, and to survive with them. I had to be just like them and argue mean and, you know, uh, not cussing, but just, just demeaning, mm-hmm. just demeaning and, and going back in time and history and everything they've ever done wrong, bring that up and just, just tear, tear down and, and, and tear the person down. And, so, and you've been on the receiving end of that over the years and I'm sorry, but I have changed. Oh, you have changed tremendously. Tremendously. And, uh, and there's a right way to argue. There's a wrong way to argue. And because all couples are going to do it. So if you're going to do it, you might as well do it the right way. Mm-hmm. And, and we, could, we could do a whole session on this. But just simply put, what I've always told people is, is that when you argue, don't, don't argue mean. Don't uh, take shots at physical defects of your spouse. Or, or you know, don't, don't run them down to mean them. And whatnot, but but here's the thing: what 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 I've always told people to do is that when you're going to get into an argument, the best thing to do, if you if at all possible, is is go like a boxing match. Go the husband and the wife. Go to the neutral corners. Cool off. Just cool off. Just take a little time. The Bible says, "Don't let the sun go down on your anger." So you need to resolve it quickly. We'll talk more about this when we get into communication, but under C. But go to the neutral corners, corners, cool off, and then come together and and don't scream it out or yell it out, but talk it out. Because when if you if you go at each other when you're angry and when that anger is 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 at high octane level, you can say things to your spouse. You know. Uh, uh, words can hurt just as bad as a physical blow. <clears throat> Absolutely. And and it can lodge in a person's spirit and be there forever, you know. Yes. And, and and so so if if you argue when you're angry, you're likely to say things that you don't mean, and that you if you could do it over, you you know when you're calmed down, you would never say it. And but it's like toothpaste out of the tube. How do you get that? You know, you know, the words come out of your mouth. You try to put them back in; it doesn't work. Right. And you can say things to your spouse that you didn't mean, and and it, so it, it can be really, and it can destroy a marriage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that spouse hears those, hears those words, and it just it's just terrible. So, go to the neutral corners, cool off, and then come together. And if you're going to argue, argue, argue from a calm position. And I tell you what, that can can be very helpful. Correct. And, you know, we have to remember that arguing a lot of times can not even be over a certain disagreement or whatever. It could be because you're tired or stressed out or angry about something at work or, you know, all kinds of different things. So we need to really look at ourselves and and think about, is this really worth uh, harming my marriage over? Is this really worth 
you know, being so upset about. Yeah, and you know, what's the old saying? Pick your battles. Pick your battles. There's there's some things that just, you know, as we, I look back at over the last 34 years that we've argued about that don't amount to hill of beans, mm -hmm. that it was just a waste of time. My mother said this. She said waste uh, arguing is and fighting is wasted time. It is. And she's right on that. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I, I wish that, that the time that we've argued over the years, I mm -hmm. wish I could have that time back and we could, you know, spend it spend it not arguing Correct. doing something constructive but uh but anyway well well why don't we why don't we stop here and mm -hmm. i will tell you this next week we're going to do b and then c mm -hmm. do the some b's and then c and and under c i'm just kind of wet your appetite for what's coming under c of all the letters in the alphabet has one thing that is the most important ingredient in end to making any marriage successful, should I tell them now or should I have them come back? Why don't you come back and find out? <laughs> okay, why don't you come back and find out? I'm going to listen to my wife because if I don't, we might get into an <laughs> argument. So, so anyway, but it's under C, and it's of all the words we're going to cover, it's the most important ingredient to making a marriage a marriage uh, all that it can be. Okay, so. Hey, thanks for joining me today. Will well, you, thanks for having me. Will you come back next I'll week? I'll come back. I'll well, be here. You know, when we went out on the first date, I came up to you and I said to you, I said, I remember right where it was, and it took all the nerve I had, and I said, you wouldn't want to go out on a date <laughs> with me, would you? And what did you say? I'd like that very much. <laughs> yeah, well, we did. But you know what? We went out on that first date, and it took it took me a long time to get that second one. Would you like to explain that right now? No, you don't have to. I won't put you on the spot. But 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 now all these years have come by. Will you come back and join me again next week? I will be here. Okay, good. All right. Well, we hope that this has been helpful to you. And we will pick up right here next week with this subject. As, what is it? What are we titling this? We've got marriage problems, successful marriages, A to Z. We did A, and we'll pick up with B and go from there. Okay, God bless you. God bless oh, you. Hey, and I never like to close a message without giving you an opportunity to receive Jesus as your Savior. You know, the Bible is clear. There's a heaven to gain, and there is a hell to shun. And the only way to miss hell and make heaven when you die is to repent of your sins and receive Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. So do that right now. It's not hard to do. Just have a change of heart. Uh, say, hey, I, I, I don't want to live the way I've been living. I, I, need, I need Jesus. And say, Jesus... I receive you. And if you do that and you mean that, he'll come into your life. He'll change your life. You'll miss hell. You'll make heaven one day when you die. And he'll make your life worth living in the meantime. So God bless you. And we will see you, see next, you next week. week. Okay, bye-bye.